Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Chariot and Medea. Today's show will focus on strength and Athena. Myth and Tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth Tarot Welcome to Myth Tarot Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Hi, everybody. Hello. Um, so today we are talking about one of my favorite cards, and it is the card of strength. Grr. Grr. <laughs> and we say grr because... As it I has, show my muscles. <laughs> you're showing, showing up the muscles, Biddy. <laughs> Biddy muscles. <laughs> Which is a very accurate description. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, you know, one of the reasons why we're saying grr is because it has a prominent symbol of a lion in strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe this is a part, maybe this is kind of influencing me because I am a Leo. Oh. Big shocker. Huge shocker surprise. throughout the whole, like, you know. All you astrology fans in in the audience have been probably been like, "Oh, she's such a Leo! Oh my gosh, I can't listen to this show. She's too Leo for me." <laughs> um, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so you know, and so I I've always really been attracted to this card because I think that uh, the symbol of the lion, uh, both in strength and in uh, in astrology, representing Leo has kind of had a similar meaning of this need to overcome the id, overcoming your impulses, um, which is one of the lessons of Leo the lion. And it might actually be the same lion represented in strength. Oh, right? maybe. Because uh, it's Hercules lion, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the lion that Hercules battles with. Is it the Nemean lion? Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's uh, that's the lion. Well, like the lion so- that's in the stars, right? Oh yes, yes. yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's that makes sense. that's the Leo Leo lion. Gotcha, right? So that gotcha. would be the same lion that Hercules fights. Yeah, <laughs> his first labor. That's why he always has like the lion skin exactly on his, that he wears throughout his labors. And I think that's also a really good symbol because that's a skin that protects him, right? It makes, yes, it creates, it's impenetrable. It's impenetrable. Yeah. It makes him invulnerable, mm-hmm. right? Um, and these are all things that happen when you come into true strength. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> right? When you come into true strength, you become a little bit invulnerable. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited mm. about talking about this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my announcement for today is to kind of talk a little bit about the power of metaphor. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and there are so many metaphors that are used in tarot. <laughs> right? Uh, you've got, you know, symbols galore. Um, and I kind of mentioned before that... Uh, when you get a tarot reading, it's a little bit like a guided dream, mm-hmm. right? Because you get, you're getting all these symbols flying all over the place, and it's up to you to kind of interpret what those symbols mean for you, as well as the interpreter to say, you know, this is what these symbols normally mean for people. Oh, um, you mean like in a tarot reading or yeah, in a like dream? Yeah, both in both. Okay, and that's why I kind of you know make them make the connection between them, right? Right, right. because. You know, you, you might have a dream about a lion, and it might mean something totally different to you than what someone else's dream of a lion might mean. That's true. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of where the interpretation part takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, so the symbols I'm going to kind of talk about 
uh, to kind of illustrate the power of metaphor is something that a lot of people who meditate like to like to describe. So uh, people who like to meditate often call your your mind a monkey. They'll call it the monkey mind, <laughs> right? And they'll say, oh, you know, you've got this, this part of your brain that's just chattering, chattering all the time, and uh, it's pulling you in all these different directions, and it, you know, can make you lose control with your desires, Ooh. right? Um, and I've always kind of liked this metaphor. I mean, like, oh yeah, my my brain's like a monkey. Actually, I think, I think the quote. It's actually not. A, it's not a real Buddha quote, but uh, it's often one of the fake quotes. It's one of the fake Buddha right. quotes. Yeah, um, is like your mind is like a drunken monkey or something. <laughs> and I just love that description. <laughs> I'm like, yes, the drunk monkey. <laughs> like I've never seen a drunk monkey, but I imagine it would be hilarious. <laughs> Halloween costume for next year. Oh my gosh, I'm the drunk monkey mind. I'm, I'm already trying to think of like how I would do that, how I'm going to pull It'd that be off. so funny. It would be hilarious. Uh, okay, only a few people will get that. And That's our, okay. And our lovely listeners will get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, um, yeah, so, you know, you've got this, this symbol of a monkey, but, and I've, I've always liked the symbol, but I've always kind of felt a little off with it because like... I personally enjoy meditation and, you know, I'll, I'll do the meditation and I'll start imagining my mind kind of like this monkey that I have to quiet and keep distracted with my breathing. And I don't really know monkeys. Like, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, I'm not Jane Goodall, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I've never really like been personally close to monkeys. Like I've seen them in a zoo or something mm -hmm. and like on TV, but I don't really know monkeys and I can't really control monkeys. And so there's like part of me that's kind of thinking, oh, well, this using this metaphor of a monkey means that I can't control my mind. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of where the power of metaphor comes in is I thought, okay, well, maybe I need a better metaphor to control this part of my mind. So I was trying to do this metaphor, like, you know, contemplation while I was meditating. And I was trying to imagine, I'm like, okay, well, what, what is this feeling I feel? Like, when I pull my mind away from, you know, my desires, my the things I want to be thinking about, even if they stress me out, I'm, I just, like, you know, they capture my mind completely. And when I pull it away and force it to, you know, concentrate on the breath, I wanted to, I was like, what is this feeling I feel? I feel frustrated. I feel annoyed. <laughs> right? I'm like, no, I want to be thinking about this. And then I started thinking, oh man, it's kind of like a tantrum. It's kind of like I'm having a, a temper tantrum inside <laughs> my brain. And then like, you know, the older part of me is trying to like talk to like this inner toddler type of self, right? Saying, okay, you know, now now it's time to think about breath. And it's like, I don't wanna, I wanna think about stressful things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, or I, you know, I wanna think about uh, my husband's pretty face. <laughs> I don't know. You know, just whatever. I don't think about what I want to buy. Ah, right? Um, so it's up to me to be like, okay, toddler toddler self. I'm going to – I know how to deal with toddlers. I've seen toddlers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're like, yes, of course you want to think about these things. Of course. It's, you know, they're they're attractive. <laughs> they're, you know, they make you feel things. Um but you just got to kind of like take that part of yourself and hold it in your arms and be like, I know, I know, I feel it too. But now it's breath time. We can think about this later, right? And 
I would kind of deal with it as if I would deal with a toddler, Mm -hmm. right? And so changing this metaphor from a monkey to a toddler has given me kind of a tool in learning how to deal with that part of myself, right? So cool. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I wanted to talk about that because uh, just as an example of the power of metaphors, because we use metaphors all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, Like I I remember there's actually a a famous, uh, well, I don't know if it's famous or not, but a a dear friend of mine has said that like the root of all language is metaphor actually right and so I'm like oh that's such a such a powerful idea oh my goodness um I'll you know I'll give props if I can find who who said that first I like that (laughs) um the root of all language is metaphor and that is just so powerful um because it it really makes us start thinking about those symbols that we're using Mm -hmm. and how powerful are they so today we're going to talk about strength yeah (laughs) (laughs) strength uh which you know is a little bit like the monkey mind uh, in Eastern uh, fake Buddha, fake Buddhism. <laughs> fake Buddhism. Oh, I, like, and, you know, it's not a real Buddhist quote, but I see. Okay, um, yeah. But I think it's still a really useful metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about strength, though, and in the tarot, that id is normally represented by the lion, and the lion is a metaphor for you know your inner desires, the inner beast. And sometimes I like to call it as your inner demons, right? Okay. Uh, it, because it's a beast or because it's a lion? Uh, yeah, because it's a lion, it's a beast. It's your inner desires, right? Okay. Um, and the things that can get can easily get out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's describe the card of strength. And, you know, strength can mean physical strength, but... In tarot, it normally means an idea, uh, and you know there there is very def- definitely a mental aspect in physical strength as well. Like this this idea that you need to overcome uh, your body not wanting to do whatever it is you want it to do in order to to you know achieve these amazing feats of strength as well. Okay. Right? That so strength is more much more of a, a mental card than it is a physical card and I'm an emotional card as well mm-hmm. so it's like all aspects of strength or it different is. ones because for me when yeah. I look at strength or when I look at a tiger I do think of that physical nature. yeah yeah well there's definitely a physical aspect to it mm-hmm. right and if you let that inner beast wild go wild there you know you can That's, have yeah. a lot of brute strength you can have a lot mm-hmm. of brute force um, and you can be very destructive right as well um, and strength can be destructive but uh, it, there's a reason why it comes after the chariot. Okay. Right? The chariot talks about, um, you know, overcoming your emotions in order to achieve victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and strength really kind of piggybacks off of some of those ideas um, in that, you know, you, you should be trying to overcome that inner beast. You should be trying to quiet that beast and tame it even. Uh, so when you close your eyes and imagine a lion... What is your inner lion like? Right? Is your is your lion waiting in the in the tall grasses, ready to strike uh, at any any given moment? Is your lion, you know, basking in the sun and <laughs> sleeping, or is your lion kind of angry <laughs> and ready to bite anyone who comes close? Oh. You have a hungry lion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's describe the card. Uh, so it's, it is number eight in the tarot. And uh, 
once again, it, so you have this lion and a woman who has tamed the lion and she's looking directly into the lion's mouth, but she's also much taller than the lion because they could have easily made the lion bigger than her. That uh, would, yeah. And she almost oh. looks like, like she almost looks like she's bigger than the lion. Like mm-hmm. it almost looks like the lion's like her pet dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the lion's totally, he, he's opening his mouth, and he's looking towards the woman, and the woman has this symbol of affinity over her as well. Um, she's dressed in white and roses. Uh, she kind of has a bit of Virgo, the virgin qualities about her, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, some of the some of the empress, I think, is coming back over here, because it's kind of looking, she kind of looks similar to the empress. And both of them are much larger than the landscape that they're standing on. They're standing on like, uh, like kind of a foresty plains area with some with a like one single mountain in the back, like one single mountain peak mm-hmm. in the back, and the sky is yellow. And the sky being yellow, uh, you know, that that's mostly a, a high energy and a happy kind of energy that it describes. Okay, so I, mm-hmm. so it's not supposed to be like a bad. Not that I would think that strength is bad, but it's supposed to be like a positive attribute for sure yeah and like you know all of the negative qualities that i described as being represented by the lion in the in the image of strength all of these have already been overcome okay right that lion is tame Mm -hmm. that lion looks to the peacefulness of a female energy to really calm calm him down um and this kind of talks a little bit about like this idea that pure i don't like there there's like some sort of uh there's like a symbol I've noticed in quite a few different like fantasy stories of like the woman being able to calm down this beast right or almost like a song that can tame uh, a wild animal kind Mm -hmm. of thing like this idea that it takes female energy in order to quiet the chaotic chaotic masculine energy oh I definitely have a couple of stories (laughs) for that that we'll get to (laughs) oh I can't wait yeah um Let's see how we're doing on time. Maybe we should start getting to those. Yeah, we should get. We should get. Yeah. get to. I want to hear some <laughs> no, of those stories. Want, yeah. Is there anything else like, um, like when, the when lion. this card comes up? Yeah. Maybe in oh, a reading. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So if this card shows up for you, uh, then it normally talks about something you really want to do that might not be the best thing for you to do. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it it normally comes up as this idea of like. Um, uh, as validation of your inner desire, inner desires um, having this possibility to take over, and it kind of comes up as like a as an encouragement to conquer that aspect of yourself, kind of similar to the chariot. Mm-hmm. Uh, only the chariot's more of like a um, bring together opposite forces in order to claim victory. This one's much more of a conquering of yourself. Okay, right. So like where the chariot would be conquering you know, your environment, your the forces um, through conquering of yourself and your own emotions. This one's much more of conquering of yourself and being aware of your inner demons. Okay. Uh, so it's interesting. A, a little bit of a warning, but kind of a positive spin to that warning, you know, mm-hmm. saying, uh, you know, this is really, it's possible for you to conquer your inner demons. Be aware of them. You have to look the lion in the mouth. Mm-hmm. It, so it can also appear if you've been ignoring that aspect of yourself if you've been trying to suppress it okay the lion cannot be suppressed yeah if you try to suppress the lion and you don't accept him and you don't tame him 
then he will manifest in horrible ways. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's a little bit of those ideas and um, this idea that you have to both embrace the masculine part of you and the feminine part of you. Um, unfortunately, the masculine is kind of represented more negatively than the feminine in this particular card. Um, it can be reversed in the tarot as well, but in this particular card, it's about the need to embrace your feminine energies mm-hmm. um, because the masculine chaotic id wants to come out, wants to come out and take over, yeah. and you got to look it in the mouth. That's mm, that's pretty much and calm it down. Yeah, calm it down. Okay. Um, keeping a, a calm, peaceful mindset. Um, and, it, you know, this idea of infinity also is very prominent because mm-hmm. it's it's coming from above her head. And the concept of infinity in tarot, for me, is, is kind of a spiritual one. It's this idea that, you know, we are infinite beings, <laughs> if you yeah. will, that we have infinite, there's infinite possibilities um, that we are able to take hold of. And... Um, that when you are able to control that inner self, then you you really make anything possible. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that it strength represents like your own strength or your inner strength to get shit done. But I guess <laughs> I guess it's well, more. That's it more is the that. chariot. Um, kind it, of. Well, the chariot definitely is more about getting shit done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, inner like the strength has a lot of inner strength like it requires a lot of inner strength in order to look at your demons that's fair in order to like conquer your fears Mm -hmm. like strength you know imagine all the ways that an animal will act in a situation yeah right all of those are represented by the lion Mm -hmm. um so it's like this idea of like how would you how would an animal react to the situation at hand like uh how do your emotions want to take hold and you know control you and how are you able to overcome that and that's what strength represents (laughs) amazing amazing yeah i i love it it's one of my favorite cards for sure all right okay so uh you you mentioned that the the you mentioned to me before that you you very much see athena in this card i definitely see athena especially even just looking at the card and seeing this like young maiden mm-hmm. um controlling this beast control which is exactly what i think of when i think of athena so i'll give a bit of a backstory um okay. for those who don't know who athena is and a little bit about her and then i'll she's awesome she's amazing <laughs> and then i'll hone in on a couple of um myths that I think really bring out this aspect that that you've been talking about. So Athena um, is the Greek goddess, (laughs) Um, the Roman kind of equivalent to Minerva. She is the daughter of Zeus and Metis. Actually, she has a funny birth story too. So (laughs) this will be a quick, I always like this one. So basically Athena, sorry, Zeus and Metis Metis gets pregnant because they're super fertile and (laughs) Zeus is afraid there is this prophecy that his son by her will overthrow him just like he overthrew his father and his father before him and so on and so forth so he's like well heck no I don't want this to happen so he swallowed Metis (laughs) because that just gets rid of the issue apparently Apparently. Um, but then didn't he like also live inside his own father's belly like 
God no, can't. he didn't. He didn't. His brothers and sisters did. Oh, okay, they, yeah. they tricked him. That's a whole. Well, okay. a whole I'm different sure story. we will get to. We'll that probably eventually. get to that story. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> one day Zeus ends up having a headache, and he's like, oh, "Like I don't know what's going on. My head really hurts." So he calls Hephaestus, another so god over. Swallowing your, uh, you know, exactly swallowing your uh, wife buddy. there. <laughs> And he's like, just just hit my head. Just give me a little, like, knock on the head. That'll relieve some pressure. <laughs> and so he does. He comes uh, over. He, like, takes an axe and opens his head open. <laughs> open. Blah, 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 well, blah. then. Opens his head and then outsprings Athena. She is fully formed, like a full, complete goddess in, like, her armor and everything. She's just like, all right, I'm here. <laughs> she just, like, was born with armor. Yeah. That's Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why she's known as the goddess of strategic warfare. Yeah. Um, I love that she springs forward from this, like... From his head. From his head. It's yeah. great. So what a great symbol of, like, the ruling god's head. Exactly. And this fact of... Ma- so we mentioned Matus Talking before. about metaphors there. Like, what does this mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. So, like, his inner thoughts, his inner wisdom, and that's mm-hmm. really what she represents is this the sense of cunning intelligence and wisdom. She's, like, patron goddess of craft and um, weaving and everything that that kind mm-hmm. of has um, to offer. She's a virgin goddess, so she's one of the few that doesn't have a husband or any lovers um, because she doesn't want anybody to take away her power. Because her power is in she does she need no man. She needs no. no. <laughs> she, she needs no man. She does she not. <laughs> no. Um, there are also very like a lot of different. I don't know how to say this, but she's called, I don't know if you've heard of Parthenos. So Athena Parthenos, so that's Mm. Athena the Maiden. There's Pallas Athena. There's, like, different variations and things. Um, But we're just going to So, like, sometimes they'll see her as a maiden. Sometimes they'll see her as, like, this warrior. Yeah, sometimes she'll see her as victory. Like a general. Yeah, Yeah. kind of like that. Um, So her attributes then to know that she is her and her artwork would be, like, her helmet and her spear. She has Mm. this really amazing shield. Um, She also has an aegis, which is, like, a goat skin kind of... Shawl. I'm like gesturing. <laughs> shawl. Like kind of describing kind of thing with your she, hands. Yeah. Where the shawl is. Where the shawl is. Shawls are normally over the shoulders. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but it's like also over like her chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she actually has the head of Medusa on there as well, which is pretty cool because she helps Perseus kill Medusa. The Gorgon's his... head. Yeah. So can imagine if you're like in you know battle and you see this like amazing goddess with like a gorgon head I'd well be, like, like the gorgon head is all about paralyzing their enemies with fear right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so cool. um and then of course the owl in the olive tree are yeah the uh, that are i remember that the owls her. is is attributed with athena mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So again, that that sense of wisdom. Um, but mostly, what I want to talk about, I guess, is how she is a helper of heroes. That's one thing that we see a lot in mythology is this divine assistance, and a lot of the times it is from Athena. So yeah. Um, to I, we'll go a little bit over time this time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to hear all the stories. <laughs> okay. So um, who do I want to start with? I guess I'll start with Achilles because I yeah we'll start with Achilles. So. Um, in book one of the Iliad, which is about the Trojan War. I don't know if you've read it or Well, we talked a little bit about the Trojan War before. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. So, Achilles is, um, like, the best Greek soldier. And And remember the Achilles heel. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Achilles heel. And in the first book, he's really upset because Agamemnon, the leader of the Greeks, wants to take his one. He's basically, he's dissing him. (laughs) 
And Achilles is really pissed off, and he go he wants to like in this kind of frenzied ish state. He gets really mad. And he like reaches for his sword to kill everyone, Agamemnon specifically. Okay, so the lion's um, taken over. So the lion <laughs> has definitely come out. But in that instant, Athena comes in, and no one else can see Athena but Achilles, and he, mm. she kind of just like grabs his hair and holds him back, and is like, "No, like you can't do this. You are in front of." everybody like everybody that's important you can't just kill like the leader of the greeks like <laughs> this is not a good idea so yeah uh, just that idea again of like taming the lion of like pulling it back and be like okay quite chill. literally <laughs> yeah pulls him by the hair pulls him pulls him back and it's like okay relax and that's, he does that's awesome that's ex- that's kind of like that's so well represented in this woman taming the lion in strength exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. So that's why I thought okay, I need to to relate that one. Cause yeah, that's yeah. that's so accurate. Yeah. Wow. To tame this, yeah, the overcoming kind of the sense of passion and anger. And, yeah, and, and also physicality. like feminine logic as well, right? That like, too. Yeah. So many times, logic is represented through a masculine uh, symbol, but mm-hmm. yeah, like there there's a feminine side to logic as well. Like <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. And once again, you know, I'm talking about like. The ideas of feminine and masculine, not actually, like, your sex or gender yes, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We all have them within us. <laughs> exactly. I always have the need to do that disclaimer. <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. That's good. Um, and so then the other stories, especially because we've already talked about Heracles a yeah. bit today. Yeah. And well, he, it, it, it's, it's his lion. So it's literally his it's line. It's literally yeah. the Nemean line, which I didn't realize. So, again, yeah. that was um, the first labor that he went on. So, the traditional myth is that Heracles um, killed his wife and children. And mm-hmm. in order to get the blood pollution off of himself, he had to go on these labors. Like, and a, like a pilgrimage. Kind, kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, and throughout the labors athena was with him at certain points to help him along in his journey mm-hmm. which is again giving him the strategy giving him the intelligence yes yeah yeah so again like i said we've seen this with perseus we see this with odysseus on his return journey home like yeah. we talked about before she's definitely a helper goddess but that's why i feel like it's more of like mental help yeah and not necessarily the physical i mean they're physical beings they can kind of take care of themselves but she provides even more of that kind of mental strength and wisdom yeah well i think um, anyone who's to done get like burpees or whatever knows that it requires a lot of mental strength that's true exactly in order to get that exactly. done yeah <laughs> so um the other kind of part of that myth that i wanted to mention then mm-hmm. is in euripides heracles the the tragedy uh, he he spends some things a little bit around so in in this tale Heracles already goes on his um, quest, on his labors, and he comes home and to find that, you know, his family is not doing so hot. (laughs) We'll just say that. And it ends up happening that he goes kind of berserk. Um, Lion taking over. The lion definitely taking over because Hera sends down um, two other goddesses, one of them being Madness, to kind of... Not to enrage him, but it's just this idea of, again, having that, like, inner madness, this inner anger, and she just releases it. So I always think (laughs) of it as this... I think of it as a Wait, rabid who, dog. Sorry, who released the anger? Lissa. Lissa did. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, it was Iris and Lissa. Lissa okay. released the anger. So I always, so my image is like of a, like a 
rabid dog on a mm-hmm. leash, or it could even be a lion on a leash, and yeah. the leash just, like, kind of let go of it. Or, like, a lion in a cage that's just been uncaged, yeah, right? Exactly. A hungry lion in the... Exactly. So in yeah, this tale, in that's... <laughs> yes. So that's when he goes crazy and, and kills his wife and his children and oh, everybody geez. around. Yeah. And then it's Athena that grabs this, like, big bolt, I think, boulder or something, and throws it at his chest and, like, knocks him out. So she's the force that stops this anger and this wildness. And, yeah. Yeah, she does, like, now that I look at strength, I I do really see this, like, logical Athena-type goddess kind of holding back and controlling. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I don't know, in, in this image at least, it has... Athena, or not Athena, sorry, the yeah, the woman, the woman kind of almost petting the lion yeah, he's and like subduing him completely. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, you've really changed the way I'm going to look at this card, actually. I'm, I'm always going to see it as like our, the, the struggle between our inner lion and the inner Athena. Yeah. Right? That Athena can kind of come to us all and. Uh, or that we have her within all of us. And I feel yeah. like. So maybe my Thunder Biddy was going to be a little bit different, but I think it might, <laughs> I might talk a little bit about the movie Troy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Now is the time for Thunder Biddy. Thunder Biddy. Um, I don't have my phone for the sound effects, but that's fine. Crash. Crash. Kaboom. Okay, so this is the part of our show where things can sometimes get heated. Sometimes not, but sometimes they do. So disclaimer. There we go. Harsh language might be used. <laughs> well, probably I've been actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because I get like yeah. all like smiley and happy, so I'm not as like forthcoming with my curse words. Yeah, um, we're just happy to do this. <laughs> exactly. No, I really, really am. So yeah. initially, what I was thinking it was um, talking or th- thundering about is people just loving on Athena and not the other goddesses because there are so many other cool goddesses and it's not that Athena isn't amazing she, she is, is amazing she yeah, is amazing so but amazing. there are other equally amazing goddesses which hopefully we will be able to showcase also, oh in, I think so yeah. throughout the podcast so just want to say sure. Athena is great but I mean Artemis is pretty cool too anyways <laughs> <laughs> Artemis is definitely your favorite isn't she well, yeah <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay. But sorry, so back to Troy. The reason I, I was thinking that I wanted to thunder about it is, okay, so I do actually like that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some huge inaccuracies, but I feel like they did a good job in portraying the characters and in portraying the relations between them. Okay. Um, I mean, Brad Pitt, not hard on the eyes. <laughs> He's a pretty okay Achilles. Um, he didn't act like a crybaby, which is probably a good thing because you don't really want him to be like that. But the biggest thing that I had against Troy is that they don't have any of the gods or goddesses in it. And they mm-hmm. are a huge part of the Iliad, which is where the, sorry, backtrack, Troy, the movie, comes yeah. from the Iliad. Yeah. Um, but they take out all of the gods and goddesses, which which is a huge role. And especially like huh. in that, in like I said, in, in book one, when... Athena really helps Achilles and kind of pulls him back. We don't have that, but instead what we have is Achilles maybe thinking to himself or kind of, again, it's that idea of like calming your own <laughs> inner beast. Yeah, and so like, he, he like was showing Athena through himself without actually having Athena. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And how the gods and goddesses are inside everyone. We all have that wisdom and that foresight yeah (laughs) and that the greeks just made them into personifications yeah and that's 
but it's actually like internal. I don't know if I'm if I'm describing it's that. It's possible in that a good like they just didn't not. know how to portray the gods without it becoming too like, um, I don't know, fantasy type. Maybe I like yeah. they, they might have wanted to just keep it as like an action, oh like for like an action tri- film yes. yeah yeah instead of yeah. like because you know once you introduce gods and goddesses you you start getting like fantasy themed I guess so yeah they might have been yeah. like worried about what genres maybe, they were doing yeah true maybe they wanted more of like a historical fiction rather than yeah that, yeah, yeah. Like, with action and yeah sword fights <laughs> all right <laughs> I know you're like but it's such a big part oh, it's so good. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so that brings us to the end there of we our go. episode. Yes, thank you everyone so much for listening. Again, if you enjoy our podcast, please tell your friends or leave a review or some stars on iTunes. It'd be really helpful. Um, also, like or we Google Play or Google Play, <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, on or SoundCloud, anywhere that you like. Exactly. Um, we are also on Patreon now, so if you'd like to support the show monetarily, <laughs> you can do so by pledging a dollar per episode, and that that would give you our everlasting lasting love and gratitude i right? would be so happy oh so 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 much love <laughs> i'd be so happy Thank um you. finally if you'd like to get in touch with us again you can email at myth at gmail.com or message me on social media i am at biddy diana um or join our facebook group myth Terra love podcast um yeah on next we week's show uh, we're gonna talk about the hermit Ooh. and oedipus yeah <laughs> and maybe have like a bit of a freud discussion as mm. well talk a little bit more about that ego and id and yeah super ego um our parting words for today come from the ada once again i call it the ada but it's the american tarot association there you go um, and they just got good things to say about um all the cards in Thank general you. uh so i really liked this particular quote it says conquer your fears control your impulses and never lose patience with yourself or what you are doing. Eventually, you will see the wisdom of letting go of your lower self. Symbols and all of the above. Miss Terror.